0: This is the reality of the world. We stop growing. We stop living when we stop having challenge.
1: You're listening to Over The Wall, where we bring you in-depth conversations with some of today's greatest visionaries to help you master the mental game of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Rob Lacasio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Over The Wall. Today, I'm here with Chris Duffin, a uh, serial entrepreneur in health and fitness industry. I mean, it's amazing. He deadlifted over a 1,000 pounds, world record holder uh, for that. And then recently, about two years ago, put out a book called The Eagle and the Dragon. And um, just an extraordinary book about uh, life's journey. And we talk about that, uh, obviously, on the show about the living your purpose, taking you know, a, a zigzag road in life. And and Chris's life is just extraordinary. And especially what he's doing today. Uh, he's got a, a company called Kabuki Strength. He has a, a company that does shoes, barefoot shoes, uh, build fast formulas. So he's got all these great, he's a great entrepreneur, but really an amazing uh, life story. So welcome, Chris.
0: Thank you. Looking forward to having some good conversation. I really love uh, what you're doing and uh, just excited to dive in today.
1: First, let's start with the obvious thing on on the book here. It's obviously the eagle and the dragon. And if we look at your body, we see these these images and you talk about it in the book. Why don't we start there? You know, let's start about yeah, what, what does they yeah. represent for you?
0: So I've got this giant eagle that covers my stomach and there's one on my back and they're both, they're both have their ankles shackled and the chain runs down around to my ankle where they're shackled. That sounds kind of odd, but I had this done around 20 years old and it's like 40 hours worth of work, pretty large piece. And it's, to me, it represented a lot of my life at the time, and really like what I lived for a number of years going forward from there, which is that you can fly to whatever heights that you want in the world. At the end of the day, the only thing really holding you back is yourself. And so it's about realizing your strengths, accomplishing what you can in the world. And then the second one is this giant uh, dragon, this Ouroboros. Its head's on my chest and it wraps all the way around my shoulders my back inside my arm everything and then it's tails and it's its mouth and it's eating itself and that sounds a little graphic but that is the ouroboros it's a uh, it is has a lot of meanings the continual renewal of life and uh, for me it means the reinvention it is specifically deciding who you want to be in this world and becoming that version of yourself and i had this one done right around uh, 40 years old when I was launching these businesses and taking this big shift from a very secure, high paying career and walking away from that and a whole lot of other things in my life. Like I walked away from competitive lifting. I was an elite athlete. I walked away from a lot of personal things in my marriage, my, some friends, some like I put everything on my life, you know, <laughs> I threw it all on the line, sold sold my home, sold, leveraged my retirement, did all these things to to move and become what I am uh, doing now. And that sounds some of that sounds bad, but we'll, we'll dive into it later as we get there. So this is uh, two different themes. And that's uh, really been the big, I mean, it, it's on my body all over. And the stories that go with it are entertaining and of pretty significant value, I think.
1: Where, where, where do you think when you think about yourself today and you think about those two continuums, you know, that you like the book is pretty much cut in half between the yep. eagle and the dragon. And that's where you kind of bookend it, shall we say, or, or you know, you, you chunk the ideas. Where are, you, where are you today? Like, where are you in which are you in both or you're more towards one or the other or because one's about reinvention and one's taking off and they obviously come together. But are, are you heavy in one area than the other or where are you? It's it's
0: definitely living the the dragon, the Ouroboros, the deciding exactly who you want to be, how you want to be impacting the world, and what you want to do, and uh, being that person. So it's not just about finding your strengths and realizing what you're capable of, but specifically an action based who and what, what kind of legacy, what do you want, change, do you want to bring in the world, uh, how do you want to demonstrate that, and that's that's what I'm what I'm doing. And it's a it's a continual process of rediscovery and refinement, obviously.
1: Do you, um, you know, obviously, like a lot of the book is dedicated to your family and stories about your family and and chaos. And, and I have this theory, I've talked to other people on the show about that a lot of entrepreneurs grew up in very chaotic households. And that chaos, um, in some cases, can destroy them. And in some cases, or, or just, you know, inhibit them, from reaching their dreams in other ways they can harness it. And so when you think about that, you know, and maybe, what do you think about that concept? Uh, Absolutely. And this is, I mean, this goes
0: into all aspects, physical, mental, emotional, body, mind, and soul, right? Is this development of resilience, this, you know, chaos creates a lot of stress, a lot of trauma. And if you have the resilience to be able to overcome that, you're going to become the stronger and better version. Unfortunately, just like if you trained, you know, daily doubles, CrossFit, you know, four hours a day, seven days a week, you're not going to be able to withstand that kind of, you know, abuse and trauma unless you built up to that level over time and it's going to destroy you. So it, it can go either direction. It depends on your individual capability to withstand and adapt to those stresses. Now, The most advantageous way is to plan that and slowly take on wins and higher levels of challenges over time because that's how you adapt and create that resilience. It's not starting, uh, you know, with uh, burning the candle, pedal to the metal. You've got to build to that and get those wins stacked under so that you develop that resilience over time. This is basic, like... strength training, right? Which is a lot of my background is, is this progressive loading, but that has impact on every aspect of your life because now you come back from each win and you're a little bit better. You're wetter. Now you're more resilient to be able to withstand the next thing. That's a little bigger that comes at you in life and so on. And we all have different individual levels for how much we can tolerate off the bat. And so that's why we see, you know, you know, my life, when we dive into it, I have, basically nearly every major trauma that you could, that you could have happen uh, that would send a person down that route. And actually literally my, my therapist says, I can't believe that you're not in prison on drugs or dead, let alone as successful as you are. Right. And, uh, and honestly, that's where a lot of people that I grew up with are Uh, that's, that's the case.
1: Well, I had actually had my therapist on the show, Dr. Frank, and he and he took, he got me off this couch. I was sleeping on a couch, broke, and and uh, once again, he, he got me to learn. I, I grew up in a very chaotic household when I was young. It's nothing compared to yours. So we all have like our stories of chaos. But I had a, a family member who had depression undiagnosed, and I lived with that and the chaos of that. And and then my father was an entrepreneur, but it was like very up and down, and there was a lot of stress and. There was a lot of I've I've never dug too deep into it, but when I read your book, I I could connect with the fact that as a child you feel you're not in control a lot of this you're out of control, yeah, and and your family members are dictating especially your mother or father they're dictating like the world that you think is real, and you're yep. stuck in that world and it does it's not very it's real but it, it but so. What's, you know, how do you get out of that? but
0: But it's, it's almost something that it becomes you. I mean, that is, so I went this route of this incredibly crazy upbringing to becoming this really successful business executive, doing company turnarounds and basically trying to prove and show to the world that like, Hey, this kid that was living in, you know, in the wilderness, you know, killing animals, foraging for food, living in tree forts, uh, Went from that to be showing that he could be successful in, in the world today. And, and I did that. But at the same time, I was like stabbing myself in the eye. Like I couldn't take it. I'm like, I'm living in a house with white picket fence. I've got a great job. I'm a successful. I've, I have all this stuff. I've got my family. Like, why am I unhappy? And I wasn't being true to myself. And so there's the opportunity of how do you tap into that and have it be a positive, creative, you know, source for you. And there's a lot of ways to do that. For me, it's really I have to create a team around me to be able to pull that off successfully because I I'm going to be running through walls and, you know, going, hey, that's where we're going. But there's no process. There's no like we've got to have people that build some structure, build some things around that. Um, I'm up and down like I I I, I've got ADHD uh, and I'm, you know, Bipolar, uh, pretty heavy, runs in the family, and obviously the onset of trauma in my, you know, childhood definitely hasn't helped those things, right? And most people with that are wildly unsuccessful, but there's a few that aren't, and they figure out how to, to harness that and get the positives from it, because there is a lot of really great things that come from that—the ability to, you know, see this bigger scope of. Of things that are happening in the world, the connectionness, the the creativity out the creative outlets, all those sorts of things, to be able to look at things in different ways and see the future and bring that into to today, to reality. And what? Uh, but you're massively unsuccessful at other things. And I had to even do that in my executive career. I had people that would follow me from one company to the next uh, over the course of my years because I would hire great people. I'd hire people that could take my job. I would, I, like, I had to build these really strong teams because I was so far one direction. I had to balance that and understand what I'm not good at and what I need help at and how, where I actually need the reins brought in at, um, to be able to accomplish what I've accomplished in the world today. Like is a, is an entrepreneur. So this is an interesting little side note story. So I, I, when I took this step, I was a well-known athlete. I've got this massive social media, maybe not massive, but a large social media following and well-known for what I do. And I went, and a lot of people in that business, you know, they have their own businesses. They launch them, they're successful. And I went in, you know, being quite successful uh, in another career to, to doing this. And the first thing I did is I brought in a, a business partner. we were 50-50. And all of my friends in the industry are like, I don't understand what you're doing. You're giving up half your name, half your company, and you're it. Like, this makes no sense. And I'm like, well, you don't understand what I'm going after. I'm not building, like, a job for me. I'm not building, you know, an income stream. I want to change the face of the world. And for me, it's changing the face of of what we know and believe a gym to be, training and its integration with, uh, with, 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 uh, with clinical network and combining all that together. And it's a massive, massive gnarly plan. I'm only partway into it right now, but I'm going to change the face of clinical care and fitness. That's it. And to do that is not my name. Like it is so much. I need to build a team that has that same mission, that same, they're going to, they want to be part of that. Part of it with me, not working for me. Do you want to be on this? You know, do you want to be part of this vision to be part of the one creating it? Now, you know, I've continued to bring in additional partners into the business and take a lesser and lesser role. Um, I actually don't have an operational role in the company anymore. Uh, There's, you know, I'm not CEO. I'm not like, the, because those are the things I've done that. And I've been, I prove I can be good at it, but it's not my nature. I don't, it's not good for me mentally. It doesn't take advantage of what I have to offer and how to, how to do that. Even though my, that's what my career was, I don't do that. I can be good at it, but that doesn't mean it's the best for me and best for the company. And so most people people like, this makes no sense at all. Well, a few years later, I have a globally recognized brand. Like, guess what? I'm, I'm, I'm not using those words lightly, like 90% of professional sports teams in North America, 29 of 30 major league baseball teams. Those are our customers that we work with. 600 plus colleges, any big name college you could think of. Think about your individual stars. They're using our stuff. LeBron, the rest of the starting line, they've got our equipment at their, uh, you know, at the Lakers facility, at their trainers facility, and at their house, right? Oh, we've got go watch go to the uh, the Marvel Studios the movies they're training for right now the or tra- I say training because they're they're action hero people they have a gym on the side they're using our stuff the the rock has eight of our barbells they travel with him wherever he goes uh Black Adam that he's filming right now all of him and the stump men and everybody are training with our equipment Thor uh like <clears throat> the list goes so I'm not over speaking when I say this you know the, the those numbers that you know that were are we, we are that and have have gotten there in a matter of years, which is insane, right? So, Chris,
1: you know, obviously really great successes and everything you just, you just spoke about. Was there a moment in time, though, that you realized, like for me, it's this couch. Like I ended up on the couch broke. And I'm like, whoa, everything I believed, I thought I really, I was like the person in charge. I had a lot of my perception of the world was wrong. And... Was there a time where you felt like, "Whoa, I've got to change the way maybe I'm thinking about things"? I grew up in a certain family; I was, you know, raised a certain way, and and maybe it's not serving me. Usually, we usually look like was there a failure time? I guess I'll ask you: Was there a time where you hit failure and you're like, "It was an eye opener for you or learning"?
0: Let me tell a story. Maybe this is, uh, maybe this is what you're after. Maybe it's not, but it was. At this time, I, I'm I'm successful. I'm I should be living the dream, right? And I'm ranked number one in the world as a as a strength athlete. That been for like eight years straight, and like everything should be great. But this is I'm sitting there in my hot tub one morning, and my kids are getting older. They're getting to this age, five six years old, and I'm starting to think about my life growing up now. This life that I kind of blocked away and didn't pay much attention about. And it started hitting me thinking about my children living in that same environment. And I wouldn't change what I grew up for nothing, but there's no way in hell. It just like the thought of them being there. I was crying. I'm sitting there in my hot tub. I'm like got tears running down my face thinking about my son being in that environment, you know, where I was at six years old living in a tree fort no roads into where we're at, You know, families there. I've got a live rattlesnake in my hand because I'm being taught how to capture and handle live rattlesnakes because there's rattlesnake dens all around. And I'm coming to the understanding that fear, like if I succumb to fear right now, I've got this thing staring me in the eye, staring at me, it's bitty eyes, and it just wants to kill me. I'm, I'll die if I succumb to fear. But if I don't respect it, guess what? I'm gonna die too. So I'm learning those lessons, but I'm thinking about my son being there. And I'm like, I, I can't imagine. I started reflecting on where I wanna be in the world and what I wanna do. And my kids are getting older, I'm running this crazy high powered career. I own a gym on the side, I'm competing in an athlete. I'm like, I can't be there for my, I can't be there for my children uh, as they're getting involved in sports and all this stuff. I'm like, what is important to me? I'm like, well, family, definitely important. You might question that when we talk about leaving the marriage, but we, we can talk about that. Right behind that, well, I've got my, my lifting and what I'm trying to do and demonstrate and my leading people. Uh, I've got my creative outlets. I have to have those. I just haven't been exploring them as much, and it's driving me insane, the ability to, to create and design and do things. And I'm like, there's this job thing in here. It's got to go like everything that I I, I get engineering degrees, MBA, like trying to show I'm Mr. successful American. There I am. I've I've reached this thing that all my people I went to college from are like trying to get jobs from me and I'm like nah. Th- that isn't working for me anymore. That's got to go. So it did. And and that's when I started looking at what is what is important to me and it's it's really around living the values this way of being of living and really peeling back these layers and understanding who and what and how i want to live why do i want the things that i want not what do i want but what are the reasons behind that and the deeper ones just keep digging keep digging keep asking yourself right and you'll get the things like mine yeah i i need to be Super like competitive, have a challenge, like some obstacle I've got to overcome, right? Leading people, being able to help inspire and bring them so that they can, they can transform themselves and be better versions and do things that they didn't think they were capable of. The sense of family, and I use the word sense of family very intentfully because family doesn't necessarily mean that you have it and not having a family doesn't mean you can't have it. And family is a thing, sense of family, right? Security, I still need to have like some level of security to know I can take care of, especially with my trauma-filled background. Well, that works really kind of opposition of the challenge and take on crazy, cra- crazy shit too, right? So it's it's a little bit about creativity, having this creative outlet, this, this way of how do I look at things differently and create and challenge myself in this manner and think outside the box and continual learning. Well, there's six like pretty major things. I'm like, Okay. I see some of those in the work that I'm doing, but not, not all of them. And Hmm. when we talk about change, you know, the, the leading people and helping them, like, that's where I talk about the, the opening thing, resilience, teaching people that they can become, they can use this chaos, this trauma, the bad things that have happened to them in life and move from a story of like what that has done for them. And, you know, as a definition of oneself, but more of you're defined by those by your actions and your responses to those things that you can use all of these opportunities to become a stronger better version of yourself physically mentally and emotionally right body mind and soul and I had developed at this point because of seeking what I wanted in the becoming the best athlete in the world this amazing clinical network I just kept Again, self-educating, right? So I was taking clinical courses, continuing ed on the side uh, and developing this network of, well, it, well, honestly, the best physical therapists, development of kinesiologists, spine biomechanists, orthopedic surgeons, so on in the world. And again, not using those words lightly, go check my advisory board. Their names are on there. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I'm like, I knew how to get people out of pain and to live a better quality of life. And I was doing it on the side in my gym all the time. And producing content just for free because I was so frustrated with what was happening in the the training and physical culture world. I was throwing this stuff up on YouTube and it was changing people's lives. Just my words on the internet, right? And I'm like, this is what I need to do. Like, I am wasting, yes, I'm having impact on the people in the organizations, but I don't care about the airplane parts. I don't care about the, you know, the heavy equipment that we're making. I, this is where I need to go. This is where I need to turn, and I need to. It scares me. So, like, so I wanted to work in that space for so long. I, I thought about being a, going back to school to be a doctor, and I kept like just not turning that direction.
1: So it seems but, like you took the six things, those six things that you were talking about, and and maybe I, is that purpose? Is that the purpose? Of, like, if you could take those six things and wrap <laughs> it in a in a in a purpose. I, is that what it I is?
0: call it core values. It's core your starting values. point of like, and I think core values like gets overused. People put them on their wall and, yeah. and whatever, but yeah. it is, a, it can be a really, really powerful thing. And it needs to be a powerful thing. It needs to be the reason you do the things that you do, because to become an entrepreneur or do things like that, it needs to be not like making money uh, it, it needs to be more to drive you through the hard times ahead, the challenges to be persevere to like money is a, a medium for how you use those things to change the world. How do you, what do you, what are you after? What is your way and that you want to live the legacy that you want to, to leave the values that you want to live by. Right. And once you've got that, now you can start like setting goals that can help you realize a life that will live those. And we go about this all wrong. People want to create their bucket list. They want to create, uh, look at their hustle porn and go, oh, you know, uh, so-and-so says, get your mansion, get your fancy car, get, you know, like, get your stack of bills. I've named some names, but someone really pissed me off. Uh,
1: Because of, because.
0: (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Oh, God. The the worst right now is like Grant Cardone. And like, uh, anyway, there's a million of them. I love and, what you call it, hustle
1: porn. I love that. Yes. I love that. I never heard it of is. That. They agree. I agree. That's hustle what they sell. Porn. They sell, yeah, they hustle sell right. hustle porn. That's you what they know, do. Get, out of bed, like, get
0: on the grind. Get after it. Get your bucks. <laughs> like just wake up early and go crush it. And you know, be driven like others aren't. And get your money. Get your get your plane, you know, like and it's just like that's short-term motivation. That's not gonna get you any through the freaking. The years that it may take, the decades it may take to like drive real change, the, the times that you're questioning yourself, your family's questioning, your friends are questioning you, but the, the deeper you're like, man, am I, am I going to like, how, how am I going to make the bills? What's going on? Did I just, shit, what about, how do I get back out of this if it doesn't work? Like you're going to have some tough, hard thing, you know, road ahead to make this happen. And you need like, you need a real reason. You need a real reason for what you're doing. And so we're talking entrepreneur, but like, this is life, right? You need a real reason for living, for being. Why are you on this planet? What are we here doing, right? And so you got to start here and it takes time. And this is actually what I try to drive people through in the Eagle and the Dragon, this this level of introspection and peeling back those layers to get there.
1: So what's the one question they can ask themselves? And a person could ask themselves, I know you wrote some stuff at the end of the book, You write the questions, but maybe like, what's the question they can, they should ask themselves today if they're watching to kind of like, you know, really understand where they are in their values or their purpose. What is it? What scares you? What scares you? Really? What scares
0: What scares you? What makes your stomach curl up in knots with that mixture of fear and anxiety when you think about it? In, not anxiety, fear. That what makes your gut twist up with fear and a mixture of excitement? It's twisted in knots. I shouldn't go there, but man, I, I keep thinking about it. Like this, uh, going back to school, starting a career, change. Uh, you know, shifting jobs, starting my own business. It could be a conversation. It could be a relationship. It could be approaching somebody. It could be having this hard talk with your boss. Right? That's going to tell you. That is the direction to turn. That's the place to lean. That's the place to step into. Is the one that's your opportunity for growth. But it's that's why it's growth. That's why it's in front of you. So start thinking about that in a bigger, bigger fashion, right? And I'm not saying it's going to be successful, but it will be successful in what it does for you if you do it, because that is that's that progressive loading. Take that opportunity, then move to the next. And as you walk this, you will find that you start finding where that is. Another way is what I call finding balance by the extremes. So it's literally picking things in your life that you think are diametrically opposed Hmm. and chasing them so hard that everything else that isn't truly important has to fall away. So let's take take the example of work-life balance that, uh, that I had, it wasn't working. Right. And so I went all in, I work now more and harder than I've ever worked before. Okay. The same time I found real love and happiness, like at 40, you know, over 40 years old, I, I discovered the thing that they, they have, you know, that's in movies and books. And I'm like, Oh shit, that's real. That was a big eye opener. Um I spend probably 4 maybe 5 hours more per day with my family. They're hmm. like how do you do that? Well, I do because I've created so much I chase I brought all of the things that are truly important to me into my work. I have this vision this this what we want to do and where we want to go and it literally draws people from around the nation to come here and be part of it. My friends are here. My like, everything's here. My training, the things that were extra, they're part of my job. I do them while I'm here. The creative outlets, the things that I, whether it's side projects or the main things in the business and designing new new tools that are getting, you know, patented and brought out to the, to the field, that is part of it.
1: So like, you combine it all. You're saying- I combine it all. It in, don't separate and stick it in boxes. Try to integrate it all because- Chase, you.
0: chase them far. So- like the great, you mentioned the thousand pound deadlift. Well, after that, I followed that up with a thousand pound squat. I let's talk about squat. I would say I want you to push everything absolutely to the max into this lift. Leave nothing on the plate. And people think, well, oh, you mean forms to the wind? Just do whatever. And like, no, I want it absolutely one hundred percent perfect. People are like, oh, well, I should just do a body weight or just do an empty bar. Well, if I don't have load, I'm not able to find the breakdowns, the gaps, the, the opportunities for where I should get better. I can't seek the maximum in, 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 in putting everything on the line if I have gaps and leaks in energy and imperfection. So, as I chase these two, what people would think absolutely diametrically opposed things, what do you find? You find something amazing and beautiful in the middle. And that is the only person in history that's ever squatted and deadlifted a thousand pounds and done it for reps. Right. So that's what I found from that. Right. And it's pushing that. And, and so what you find by doing this is something of more of like an action book life. Right. I'd rather live that than finding it through moderation because you find moderation and you end up, what do you, well, I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to have drinks with my friends on Friday. I'm going to go golf on Saturday I got to watch the game on Sunday. I'm going to spend some family time in there. I'm going to, you know, take it chill and easy at work. And guess what? You're not engaged in work. You're not engaged with your family. You're, you're not like you end up all over the place and not engaged in life. And you look around yourself. You see people like this all the time. Yeah, but you, you you, find, you find your passion and you chase those. And it's going to change. So I'm saying chase fucking crazy, wild things, these oppositions, and that's going to help you find your set. Like what's important to you, because you're gonna have to give up the shit that don't matter.
1: So that's the thing. When you read the book, you talk about cutting ties, uh, prioritizing, right? You you have these two these these words. Like it seems really important because usually people have a lot of threat loose threads. And I know obviously you talk about the divorce in your in your book, uh, you know, and and that was probably very painful. And there's Uh, other things. But when I guess when you went through, you talked about your family. You had to cut ties with some of your family. Somehow you learned that's important as well as you can't keep chasing things and making them, and then you have a lot of loose ends. I guess that's what you're trying to say.
0: It is, and but at the same time, let's have a discussion there because there's so much people out there that say the same thing, and they're like, you know, get rid of the haters, the the naysayers in your life, and I'm like, that isn't necessarily. Sometimes those people are your allies and your best, like they're there for you. So it's really, truly differentiating because you could have the person beside you going, yeah, you go for it, you do it. But in the background, they're not really, they want to see you fail. They want to they see uh, you kicked off your horse. You know, this is, and so it's, you really need to, to, to give some thought and understand the differentiation between this because it is, it is not the person necessarily that is your, that your hater or naysayer that uh, is, is the person that you need to exit. Right. So it's really finding. So who do you, exit who who do you
1: put, then how do you know who to exit? Cause that, that's a great point. Yeah. People, may, a, people may be loving and caring and just giving you an insight about something and they, and, and it's good insight, but it's not, it's yeah. in, it's, it's against your ideas, but who do you then like for you, I guess, who, what, what, how what is, what, is,
0: what is the reason behind what they're doing? Is it toxic? Is it or are they helping you drive forward and question yourself and move in a positive manner? Right. It's all about who's gonna be who are you able to add to and who is adding to you? Who do you want to have around you in this circle? And you need people that challenge you. You need people to say no to you. You need them on your team, right? I mean, look at famous people like Abraham Lincoln. He did that with his with, with his team. Like there's a great example of emotional intelligence. And actually, he he put people on his cabinet that that ran against him and hated him, right? Because they were the best person for the job, right? And, and so like, I've got a, you need to have difficult, challenging conversations. Having yes people is the exact thing I'm talking about with building resilience and having the challenges and stress in front of you. Like trying to find a conflict-free life, conflict-free and you're everywhere. Guess what? You have just removed your ability to grow. You're moving backwards. Comfort is not the place that you need to live, right? So I I don't have a good answer, but I'm hoping this helps you get some direction on what that is. Like my 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 ex-wife is an amazing woman. We're good friends. And we were great friends when we were married. Probably have the same relationship now. She's an amazing mother and uh, I love her for that. But it was not positive. She wasn't, she was resistant to change, didn't want to have anything like, she just wants to live and be. And there was also no passion. Like there was no real, like I have to have, I can't have to have passion about everything that I want to do. And just being comfortable was not enough.
1: Kind of the theme of your life is just <laughs> like, it's kind of the theme of your life, which is in opposition to what most people look for, especially it as, is. as entrepreneurs. As entrepreneurs, we're constantly out there living in a life of uncertainty. We're, Almost you, you want to get on safe shores all the time, right? Just to get a break, yep. put your hair down. But you,
0: you need off. them you, 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 need, you need them because you have to have some recovery time. So it's all about this balance, but you can't stay there too long. You can have your trip to Florida and get your space and recover, but you're not going to retire on a beach in Florida because then death has started. And mm-hmm. I'm not over speaking. We talked about human physiology and even with it with plants, right? This is the reality of the world. We stop growing, we stop living when we stop having challenge. So it's a balance of like, there's an adaptive phase from that. So too much of it, we keep packing it on, you never have the chance to grow out of it. So it's a balance of having some rest and then building and throwing a little bit more on again and building and so on, right? So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ladder type approach. Well, actually kind of a little up and down, up and down, up and down, yeah. slowly moving up
1: but But it's it's like anything it's kind of like growth when you even see i don't care it's a it's a stock it's a market it's whatever it it kind of goes like it it, it never goes up with linear yeah it goes like dips and then up dips and then up. right when you see anything in life it goes this way right
0: so you got to find your balance your things your meditative state you're like but you need to have this time it's not go 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 it's not burn the candle on both ends You've got to be able to have that space, step into it when you need it. But then when you see that gut, when you feel that gut twist, when those opportunities come, where do you go? You turn, you step into it.
1: Gotcha. So, you know, I I want to, you know, there's so much in the book around your childhood, but I I guess I want to ask, you know, it's about your mom. And a lot of it was about your mom and maybe tell the... The the viewers a little bit about her life, um, and then I'm curious of where she ended up, and and you know there's a there's a lot of chaos there, but I just give a little piece of that so, so they know where you came from. So
0: my mom is uh, the strongest and uh, person I know, uh, force of will in the world, and has lived a very unconventional life, and she is one hard ass woman. I'll tell you that. So. Uh, She had her own challenges growing up. We don't need to get into those, but out of that, uh, she graduated high school as, you know, the student athlete of this, you know, school of 1500 people Had a school scholarship to go to school to become a chemical engineer, uh, was in process of that, had me. And then at some point she just said, she had uh, issues with authority. Uh, She has, doesn't want to be part of conventional, uh, the world. And she said, I'm not doing it. And so we ended up in the mountains uh, in Northern California, uh, living off the wilderness. She, she figured out how to, how to grow pot as a trade. Uh, the old Mary Jane, right? Back in the, this is in the, uh, the 70s and early 80s, Northern California, which is pretty crazy. There's people running around the mountains with machine guns and stuff like that. It was a, it was a rough time.
1: You had a, a biological father. And you had this guy, Pat, yep.
0: right?
1: And yep. both, they both had a lot of challenges as as fathers of men yeah yeah you know so
0: true. yeah my 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 father yeah uh, he was a you know he's a smart guy too he was a member of bensa but he was like i said uh bipolars running the family pretty heavy and so uh, everybody's killed themselves except for him he tried like six seven times once in front of me yay uh when i was a kid you're kidding me you did not didn't i
1: didn't know that wow
0: no, I don't think I put that in the uh I don't think I put that in the book. Yeah, uh, ga- how doused himself with ga- gasoline and was standing there holding the lighter uh ready to uh start himself up. So uh, so did you stop?
1: Yeah.
0: I uh, got a hold of his uh his AA sponsor who came and talked him down and then uh then I went and stayed with someone else for a couple of weeks. So it was yeah. in one of my visits with him. But <clears throat> Anyway, uh, so he was not in a capacity to be a father. He's a really interesting man. Uh, and then my my stepfather, Pat, was there who raised me the whole time. He was he was a he was a genius, but not able to like function like in society. But it worked great for my mom because my mom wanted people. She wanted men that she could control, and uh, so she she made the calls, did what we did, and uh, and said, you know, hey, we're going to live deeper in the mountains. And so we ended up in this really remote area. And you know the story, but, uh, there is, there's a point where there's concern about uh, this police officer that shows up and we're living in this uh, little rundown old mill community. So we got a little shack there that we're staying in and they show up and they're going to take my mom in, but women are known for disappearing around them in this, like, again, it's super remote area. It takes hours to get in. There's nobody there. Uh, and, uh, so I end up having to run and find some other, you know, you know, run a mile and find, you know, Pat where he's partying with some other people and get him to come down and witness, which ended up saving my mom's life. We'll find out later. But that uh that summer later, so later that year, he comes back, he's sheriff at this point, and he takes, we're up in the mountains, we're living in the mountains at this point, and they come, they come in and they take all of us kids, my three sisters and my brother and me, into custody. And my mom goes to jail. Uh, Pat went and was hiding in the woods. And over the course of my mom being in jail, she started putting things together in her head. And she just had this vision. She's like, something isn't right. And I think that there's a human trafficking ring here. And they're preying on these uh, people in this impoverished remote area because they're white trash. Nobody cares about them, No, nothing, whatever. And so she got a hold of the DA, And convinced them of the story and they investigated and sure enough, it was accurate. And so we were, we were there for uh, almost a year. Uh, They were working on trying to sell my sisters and they caught the, they caught the uh, person that had him made national news. He was trying to board a plane to leave the country at the time. They all went to prison and for, well, at least 20 years that I know of. And uh, so mom got us back after a little bit of time had to spend some time with the grandparents until they could get a home up in Oregon and then, uh, end up up there. And then same thing, my mom just like, you know, this isn't working. So going to stay out of the drug trade because I'm not going to lose the kids. So we moved back into the mountains and then started researching geology and became miners, uh, started prospecting and just same thing, living in trailers, living in tents through the winters. And they were, they were hard cold ones up there. So, um, you know, and so that's, that's a lot of my upbringing. And my mom today, she's still out there. She, she's in Eastern Oregon, out in the desert. I think in the county they're in, there's a total of like 800 people. You live in the big city with uh, 100 people in the town. And she's got her mines up in the, uh, in the mountains. She's got a rock museum she's building. And she makes stones and sells them. And uh, she, she lives her life doing her thing. And that's, she's lived her whole life. It, it's not been easy. But uh, she's lived at a hundred percent her terms, the way she wants to live. And that's been that's been an, you know, I, I, I look later in life and I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I've ended up doing, like except within society. Like I've created like I I'm gonna create my own world to live in. I am not gonna live by you know the standards and the approach and the way that I'm told to be. And so uh, that's uh, part of like, why people follow me on social media, just because I, I just walk and be who I am in this world. And a lot of times it's, uh, it's very different and people, I don't know, enjoy following right. along on the journey. So, so
1: I guess your mom serves, I guess, is some way a role model, mm-hmm. but in another way you, you want to have a different family life than you, you raised.
0: Oh, right? I would not. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's easy to focus. I try to focus on the positives there. And I do that with, you know, anyone that I talk about. Yeah. But obviously, if you read my book, you can understand that that put a lot of hardships uh, on my my family, particularly my siblings. Uh, there was, I said, I didn't talk to my mom for years after I took custody of, of my sisters to get them out of the environment. Because I'm like, this is not okay. And it wasn't until my sisters forgave her and then started. Uh, developing a relationship that I was like, okay, if they've done that, that's all I needed. And, uh, we've redeveloped, uh, a relationship. And so it's, uh, it's been, it's been good. Uh, she's been being more of a, she's a hard ass woman. So, uh, uh, you know, you, you listen to her tell stories and nearly everyone either ends up in some sort of tragedy or her pulling a gun on someone to exit some bad environment. Like, uh, uh, like the uh, that sheriff who it turns out was a serial killer, uh, tracked her down in Eastern Oregon, and yeah. uh out. She, out she escaped at gunpoint, and then they found uh, four dead women on his property because he was. That was uh, twenty years later after he got out of prison.
1: I know. This um, this book. If you read when you read this it, book, when you read this it, book, <laughs> it's all in here. It reads like a, your mom is like we're saying probably a, something's coming out. Of it, but it's just extraordinary. Like she it's serial killers. It's, it's guns, it's drug dealing. It's human trafficking.
0: Murderers. Yeah. It, it, yeah it,
1: it. It. It's Alcoholism It's is, and, and you came out of it. Like I just think it's amazing because we make light of it now and we're smiling a little bit, but you lived it. And, and yet you turn all that into a life that you can now move forward and, and be a beacon for other people.
0: I think it's that's, good. that's what I, that's my passion. That's who I am. That's what I'm trying to do. And my businesses do it on the physical nature, but that's why I wrote the book is to help on those other areas. Cause it's, it's all just as important. And those other areas are arguably more important, but you've got to have, you need to be, if you're seeking to be a better person, you need to be seeking those three things, body, mind, and soul, all of them. Right. And so, pursuit of one without the other is going to create some gaps and opportunities and deficits.
1: Yeah, it's like you're, I guess you probably, as an entrepreneur, you're sort of flying the plane and changing the engines at the same time, as we say, right? It's like, if if it's in those categories, like your body, mind and soul, that's a lot. Add in everything else, and you gotta keep it all going as you're growing. So, it's, uh, it's, it's a hard thing to do, obviously. And do it well. So, did you ever feel so? When you say it, like, did you ever feel like what was the wall in those categories and areas? Like, what was we talk about? This is called over the wall. Was there a wall you hit that you you, you remember recently uh, that in one of these categories, where you're like, I gotta, I gotta get over that. I gotta better that. I'm, you know, I've gotta grow.
0: Um, yes. So the the learning to relax side of things has been. Uh, a challenge for me, just the way I am as an individual. and so that is something I have to have a lot of purpose and intent behind. Uh, and so it my nature, if I get stressed, is to do more work. and i will I will drive myself into the ground. i can I can literally kill myself if i I, I know that I can. I've been on that verge of of pushing myself to those extremes. And, and so it's this forceful practice side of learning to be able to take a day off. It was hard. Uh, Like I said, I spend time with my family all the time, every day that's been, that's, that's been massive, but there's still that underlying, you know, work piece, maybe floating in my head or the other side of it. And just finding that more meditative, uh, place and, Forcing myself to work on the things that create that flow for me, that balance. Um, actually, I uh, I monitor all this. I, you know, I'm a I'm a data nerd. I've got connectivity with everything. This is my training, so I see these metrics. I see how it affects and like I measure like my bar speed, so I know my ner- what happening with my nervous system. I'm measuring wow. my HRV. I'm having so yesterday I'm recovering from a cold, and I'm like, okay, this weekend. I can't sit and relax. I don't find that relaxing, right? So I'm like, I'm going to do some projects, but I'm going to go outside. I'm going to work on staining these doors while my daughter trains, and you know, fiddle fart on these few other things. And my recovery score, my heart rate variability, which is a measure of uh, how you're sympathetic versus parasympathetic uh, size of the nervous system, are boom, just shot through the roof uh, today when I woke up this morning, and so. It's uh, it's really, for me, I have to be very conscientious of, uh, about this. And I'm learning it the hard way. Um, so the wake-up on. call, it's actually in the movie. There's a movie coming out next year about me chasing those grand goals, the 1,000-pound squat and deadlift. And so... I've got some genetic conditions. They're a little odd, uh, but I don't feel a lot of types of pain, like bones breaking, tendons ripping off bones, I don't sweat, other stuff. And that primed with trauma in my childhood really set off some issues. And so they got to the point where I spent almost a year on the verge of sudden death. Wow. And so that's where I'm trying to come out of and being so there. there's the failure, right? Uh, I push those other. I
1: push Uh, uh,
0: push those other things too hard, and I I I need to turn that switch to the off position at uh, at times because I've I've burnt it too much. So there's a wake up call for you. The doctor actually talks about it in the movie. So Uh,
1: yeah, obviously with this, I mean you can push yourself to the edge of like really physically being debilitated. Obviously,
0: yeah, that's basically that's basically where I was at. Yeah.
1: So I, I have this one last question We're up on the hour that I'd like to ask everyone: Is that um, you know I, I talk about this voice in the head, a gremlin that sits in our head and says something to us all the time, and and for many people and entrepreneurs, it's like we got to beat the voice in our head. So, do you is there a voice um, that you've had in your head that you've had to kind of beat throughout your life?
0: Uh yeah, that is definitely the voice of I'm not good enough, right? That I'm just white trash. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm the kid in the in the mountains that's not even worth, you know, the <laughs> that is going to get bought and sold because I'm of no value whatsoever, right? So a lot of my early upbringing was all about proving that. Why do you think like I'm going to show everybody it doesn't matter. You want to be smart? Try to be out smarter than me. Like you want to be successful in business? Try, 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 try. You know, like I said, I'm victorian I've got uh, awards here on the wall. There's my Guinness world record over here. I've got my uh, glass, uh, nice little trophy for uh, scientific achievements. I thought that if I could just outperform everyone, that voice would disappear, that there would be no reason for anyone to ever criticize me. But you find out at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the hell you do there's people that are just going to criticize you and be the way that they are. And you've got to learn to be like, okay, those aren't my people and it just doesn't matter. Uh, and, uh, and move on and, you know, be yourself. And that's, uh, that's, it's a hard thing to get there. And I don't know if you're ever truly there, but you can move to where it's, it's, it's almost there. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, why, why the hell do you think I pushed those extremes? Yeah, I was valedictorian in high school. I had the highest graduating engineering GPA. I was state champ wrestler. I was, you know, uh, come on, like, can you not see that?
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's, so I, I would like to ask the question because I'm like, we all have this thing in our head. And I think either we succumb to it and we think I'm white trash, not smart enough. And mine was like, I was too young. I was always too young. I was like a kid, like, I. I went, we went, went public very early. I was 33 and I'm too young to run a public company. And I always had to have like older people around, you know, like you start to build this thing. And and then you realize like, oh, my job is to beat that thing, to show the world that that thing, whoever put that in my head, it's just, it's a motivating force, right? It's almost like a yeah. little coach. It's like a negative coach. <laughs> yeah. So it's. it's I'm, I'm glad you shared that with us. Um, if you can leave us with one, you know, um, you know it's hard to say one piece of advice but for entrepreneurs when they're out there taking the journey no matter where their childhood came from because yours is yours really read the book if you've had a really tough childhood you will find <laughs> it in the book that's why i love what chris has to say what would you offer us what piece of advice
0: it is you need to find your north star you need to know what it is the reason that you're here and that direction that you're moving. Once you know that, there's so many different paths that the thing, I want to be the NFL star. Well, once you know why, if you break your leg in a you know random Saturday flag football game, that y- your life's not over. There's probably 20 other different ways that you can realize those same things if you truly know what they are. It's also going to be the motivation for the long run. It is so many things. It is the foundational piece of knowing what direction. So you can, like I said that, that growth curve, you said, you know, it's this zigzag thing, you know, the zigzag path we all take in life. How do we, how do we cut out the, you know, the, the five years we spent walking to the left instead of just like, man, I could have moved a hundred yards. That's it forward. Instead of, <laughs> you know, the 20 miles, I went the wrong direction. That's still only a hundred yards, but it's in the right direction. And so um, that is, that's, that's my advice. And uh, hopefully you said, if you you want more, you know, hopefully uh, the Eagle and the Dragon can help you. Uh, I am working on my next uh, book as well, which will be out due out next year. Create shit, do shit, live beyond the limits. uh, The Unconventional Executives Guide to Business and Life. So yeah.
1: I love it. Well, if anyone's been unconventional, uh, it's you, and and uh, once again, I I was uh, the book reads like a it's it's like a novel of life, and uh, I appreciate. I mean, I think just you sharing that and being so open about your family life uh, is allows other people to connect with it. So, it,
0: it it's it was hard to do, uh, but the pieces that I have shared, like I said, it was pretty profound. The impact that it's had on people, and it was I knew. <laughs> It was that hard thing for me to turn into at the time. And so I did it.
1: Well, thank you, Chris. Thanks for being on the show uh, and uh, good luck with everything and uh, keep walking. Thank you.